0: Welcome to Tony Steak
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 345. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. We're in the middle of a spooky October, and... Uh, that means some different things are starting. Uh, we have some preseason going on. We have some regular season starting. I think. Uh, let's start with the NBA.
2: Yeah, this is the busiest season of sports right now. It's it's crazy. Even without uh, full season started, it just, just there's a lot going on. So uh, yeah, we'll start with the NBA. Where uh, yeah, no no regular season games yet. Preseason just started, but uh, we've gotten seen uh, some guys play. Uh, I got to watch a Clippers game in Hawaii. That was that was nice. I um, know the Lakers have played a couple games already, I think. And uh, yeah, they've. Uh, saw, I believe
1: they're one and one. They scored seventy-five points in the first half yesterday. On Monday,
2: we saw um, Chet and uh, Wembenyama go head to head. I joked that I think LeBron is still like summering in in uh, Italy right now. Like, he's not even with the team. Like so yeah. he doesn't care at all.
0: Haven't they all been in like Dubai or something?
2: Uh, LeBron could be anywhere he wants within a minute
0: wow he has yeah. teleportation mm-hmm. pretty good
1: that is pretty good
0: yeah, um and, uh, literally I, I i was a little late on my time but they did go head-to-head i think uh women yamba headbutt homegrown on the way to the whole one uh one of the plays
2: yeah i didn't see that highlight but uh yeah i don't i don't know what happened there but yeah it's it's coming quick uh, i think two weeks from today is the first game or maybe is it thursday i don't know but it's, uh, it it's coming was up. i want
1: to say it was like the 24
2: if it's the 24th... Then yeah, it was whatever close. that
1: Tuesday was. Yeah, so
2: two weeks from today. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, it's it's getting there. I'm sure Charles Barkley's pissed. I think I wanted back, some more time. Back but, to work. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we do have something that has begun. Uh, let's talk about hockey. Yeah,
2: we're, we're watching a little <clears> bit <throat> right now. Uh, hockey officially started today, uh, the regular season games. Uh, uh, the first thing I want to talk about announced today... Uh, sad timing uh barry melrose is a uh, retired from espn uh he's been there a long time hockey guy um, like the face of hockey for espn because yeah, he's always known he's uh,
1: always got that long hair like a mullet type thing going on and he's got the nice suits like he was always known for always having a stylish shoot uh, wow a sh- uh, suit that's wow, very early in the podcast i can't even speak yet a very stylish suit going on so he uh Very good uh, hockey expert. Like that's, I mean, when you think hockey and ESPN, I mean, you think Barry Melrose. So it'll be it'll be a very big shoes to fill. Whoever their next hockey expert is.
2: Yeah, and and it's sad because he uh been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Okay, uh, I can't do the job, which is uh, too bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, this was from Fanduel there. Uh, Stanley Cup odds. So, I don't know. You said you got some odds as well. Yeah, my odds are Uh, a little
1: different than this. Mine come from a a website that I've used before in the past. Uh, So, I mean, we can kind of compare and contrast if you want to just say these ones and then I'll say what they are on this site because that's the biggest thing for any of you gamblers out there listening is you want to always shop around. So, if you like, for example, the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup and they're 11-1 to on one site but they're 12-1 to on the other, you want to take the 12-1. to So... Yeah, and I think um, so. So Fanduel has the Avalanche as the fav- favorites, plus
2: eight fifty. <clears throat> Hurricane second at plus nine hundred. I think everyone has those two teams as the top two. Uh,
1: um, yeah. Well, not m- one no. of mine. Okay, I we'll guess we'll, so. we'll I get guess to guess it. Not you say yours, and then uh, get but to then that after what? that is
2: the Oilers, uh, ten to one. The Devils, eleven to one. Stars, thirteen to one. Golden Knights, defending champions, thirteen to one. Uh, and then you got the Bruins. Remember the Bruins had that great great season, uh, and fell apart in the playoffs. Uh, 17 to one, so not expected to be as good. Uh, and then the Lightning, 17 to one, they're always in in the mix, right? Uh, they're oh, playing yeah. right now. Um, and then yeah, for our local teams, the Kings at plus 2,000. That's 20 to one. They're in the middle, yeah. in the middle little range. Little so uh, they're expected to be in the playoff race. The Ducks, nah,
1: mm. not so much. No. Ducks are tied for last. Uh so so the website I was uh just so you guys can see for example of how I like to shop around, the one of the websites that I've used actually has the oilers as the favorite at plus seven eighty. And as you see on this site from FanDuel, they're plus a thousand. So the big difference between, you know, about eight to one odds to ten to one odds. And then it has the Avalanche at nine to one odds, and then the Hurricanes at plus nine sixty, and then it has the maple leaves, who Andy doesn't even have on here. <laughs> I might have just add a skipped them when ten I was to one odds writing it down, yeah. And then the Devils at twelve to one, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights twelve to one, the Bruins thirteen to one. So if you like the Bruins, definitely shop around in Fanduel where you can get them at seventeen to one. Uh, then it has the Stars at thirteen to one, which uh, is the only one that so far that uh, evens out. The Golden Knights twelve to one, so I skipped over that. Um, and then you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning sixteen to one, and then uh, my site had the Kings at. 24 to 1 but it had the ducks at a hundred to one because I think that's because some sites those long shots they won't even let you they'll cap it at a certain point mm-hmm. so I think every really low favorite is only a, a hundred to one. that that site's not gonna offer you and let you get a you know they might not have the popularity as a site like FanDuel to be able to back you know if if a yeah. twenty to one happened to or two I'm sorry not 200 a tw- 200 to one happened to to win but uh like what was the soccer team again from Ripley? oh Leicester City what was that uh, it was I think 5,000 to one <laughs> So just keep that in mind when uh the uh, the ducks are 200 to one that a uh, team won the Premier League at 5000 to one so that is why some places uh, don't uh... and the crazy thing is honestly is that 5000 to one was probably fair odds because they were they had just bumped up they're in the league with man City Manchester United Tottenham, Liverpool Chelsea Arsenal I mean that was uh, that was fair odds <laughs> you know that's the crazy part about it and they they did it that season, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, hockey season's begun. We've got uh, some good ones tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, is about to close out business. It looks like against Nashville. Uh, we'll see. And then uh, the other thing about this Tampa Bay game, more fans at this game
2: than at any of the Rays games. It looks yeah. like. Yeah, that's that's it's bad. It's kind of crazy. And it's like I guess the Lightning have won. They won so, back to back. So that's different. And they got there three times the, in a row. The Rays have been really good for. A while now, so... Yeah, it is kind of crazy that people are not... Uh, I guess when your best player um, has sex with, like, 13-year-olds, it's not yeah, a good look.
1: Yeah, the Rays, you know, it was so. destined. They, with uh, losing their best starting... And um, we'll get to that. I guess, actually, it's... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Andy's but not wrong. Transition now.
2: Uh, but there's one last
1: hockey thing. Yeah, no, yeah, really quickly, too. There's two more things I want to okay. just quickly say with the hockey. Was that... uh, uh So the big game tonight, Pittsburgh Penguins versus uh, the... Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Sorry, got distracted here because uh, Tampa Bay just scored. This is why I told Andy not to have the TV <laughs> on, but uh, they Connor Bedard making his debut. He's the big, uh, the big, uh, number one pick, the big star. He's making his debut against the Pittsburgh Penguins, so it's against Sidney Crosby and company. So, uh, that's gonna be uh, the big game to watch here. And then the nightcap. This is why I said two more things the Vegas Golden Knights get their trophy tonight, or not their trophy, their rings. So, um, yeah, pretty excited for them. They take on the Seattle Kraken that had a very good season last year, surprised a lot of teams. So those will be some good hockey games tonight. But uh, yeah, that'll we'll we'll talk you know some weekends about the weeks about the NHL. You know, I I enjoy going to hockey games. I enjoy it. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, it's begun and I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I'll probably make my way to some Ducks games. I don't know if you two still find your way to any Ducks games. I know we've gone together in the past, had some fun. It's always a good
2: time. Uh, I drive oh, by the arena every so often. Uh, I think Sean's in the neighborhood actually. So
0: yeah. Um, Well, do we want to talk about some baseball?
1: No. Uh, I was going to say, that's uh, the way you phrase that. I can already tell you Andy's answer. But, uh, yeah, the playoffs have uh, gotten to the, I mean, I guess last, so last we talked. Let's recap the wild card Yeah, so last time we talked, we were just beginning the wild card round, and I don't think Andy and I saw this coming. There was four sweeps. Um, The Arizona Diamondbacks swept the Brewers. The Texas Rangers swept the Tampa Bay Rays. The Minnesota Twins swept the Blue Jays and the last game was the philadelphia phillies swept the marlins yeah and so now we've got the phillies taking on the braves where that series is currently one one we've got the dodgers taking on the diamondbacks which is currently 2-0 diamondbacks which was all in la so that was a little bit of a shock uh we've got the texas rangers up 2-0 on baltimore which was also two games one on the road in baltimore they are in texas and then we have the Minnesota Twins, Houston Astros, and I am just banking from what I saw in the first inning that the Astros held on and won today. Yeah, so they went nine to one, so they are up two to one, and uh, yeah, those. Are, this is just a best of five series. Texas is trying to close it out tonight. Uh, best game so far, I think, was probably last uh, yesterday's uh, Braves and uh, Phillies game. Uh, Phillies were up four uh, zero. Zach Wheeler was pitching great baseball. I think he didn't give up his first hit until like the sixth yeah. inning. And then uh, slowly but surely, they came back. And then Austin Riley in the bottom of the eighth with two outs, two strikes, runner on uh, second base, I believe, hit a two-run home run to give the the Braves the lead. And the Braves were able to hold on and uh, move on to, uh, or not move on, uh, even the series going into Philly. So I know Andy's got probably some thoughts on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start going back to the wild card round. Congratulations to the Twins. Not only did they
2: break their 18-game uh, losing streak in the playoffs, which one of the more absurd things that <clears> ever happened. Uh, but they won a series, which they hadn't won since I think like, two thousand two, uh, so that's nice for them. Uh, but it looks like they're probably going to lose here uh, because the Astros take care of business. It's
1: this is what the Astros do; they randomly upsetting. have that game it's, where they just dominate you. Well, it's it's killing me, and we'll we'll get to like Jose Abreu finally woke up from the dead in the first inning yeah. today with a three run bomb.
2: Um, but yeah, I think there's a little concern for uh, Atlanta lost this same series last year to Philly. Uh, and then they look terrible in Game One, and then go down four nothing in Game Two, and it looks looks dire for them. But they they save themselves, and um, at this point, you have to think that they're going to be favored to move on, that they can take one in in Philly, and and then win at at home. Um, but it is it, Philly, Philly's tough because Philly has good starting pitching. Uh, the other weird thing about this this division round especially the National League, a lot of off days so that in the National League. So uh, every team had two off days coming from the Wild Card round because of the sweeps. Uh, and then in the National League, they played game one, had an off day, play game two, another off day for game three. So uh, you're going to be seeing the same pitchers over and over and over. So it's kind of been uh, different. Like teams don't have to go deep into the rotation. Uh, some teams don't have a rotation. It's actually most teams don't have a rotation. Uh, so it's a it's yeah a very the different. rotation is a
1: thing of the past i feel yeah, like yeah. that's
2: a different type of playoffs right now um but then yeah what was the other the other shows texas baltimore uh very disappointing baltimore won 100 games they won I, they had the best record in the
1: american league but this is to be expected so out. i had a funny thing that i told my friend i said hey i uh i was making i was joking i have been he's a a good buddy of mine who um on his side side job, he does write he write. he's written for like fangraphs before and stuff like that, some articles. So he's he's a very smart guy with baseball. Baseball's his sport. Analytical guy too, very smart. <clears throat> and uh, I was joking with him. I told him I'm like, hey, Orioles aren't gonna win one playoff game. They're gonna get swept. And I just I I said that probably about a month ago. And it was because I was I I really agreed with this guy I listened to on a podcast where he talked about he played it, he was a professional pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, and he he talked about how a team like Baltimore, it's like when they're just, they're good, but they're just so young. And because they don't have any like veteran leadership that to, in the moment that he said, like, it's, he's like, it's such a different beast when you get into the playoffs. Cause it's like, you've got the cameras, the media. And he's like, it's just a moment that just kind of gets to you. And he's like, I think there's still a few more years, a couple more years away from being able to really be a threat in the playoffs. But he said this year, he's like, I just don't see it. So, I mean, to get swept would be, you know, maybe a, I mean, would be a shock. Cause like Andy said, they were the, the best team in the American league, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not over yet. You know, they're, it's going to be tough with two in Texas. But uh, especially with the way Evoldi's pitching, who's pitching tonight. I mean, he's just been doing fantastic. And he's got plenty of playoff World Series experience. So uh, I think it's going to be tough for Baltimore tonight.
2: And I think Texas might just
1: be better. I know. Yeah, Texas is playing really well right Baltimore now. Baltimore won
2: more games. And you, it's, but you look at Texas' lineup, it's like, wow. That's and it's really scary big.
1: to think Texas has DeGrom and Scherzer just injured on their roster. Yeah. It's a, really a scary thought, especially DeGrom, who— was pitching pretty well this year. Scherzer looked like age was maybe starting to catch up to him a little bit, but the ground still looked fantastic this year. So what other series you have to talk Uh, about here?
2: Yeah. The last thing is just this Dodgers series, which uh, yeah, very, very depressing. Um, I feel like the playoffs have not treated me well as a fan of any sport. Um, I'd like to have at least one team that doesn't disappoint in the playoffs Um, because you can't, you can't expect all your teams to be good. And the fact that like, over the last 12 months, all of my teams have made the playoffs. That's something nice to be had, yeah. except they've all been disastrous. And it's like, I'd rather them just not. Um, but the Dodgers are, are supposed to be the the ones that don't fuck up. Like, they've made the playoffs 11 straight years. That's an incredible streak. And, and that's Andy's only yeah. favorite, favorite team that he's seen win a title. They They're <laughs> the only team to win a title. The fact that they've won, they've won just one. Uh, a lot of criticism has come their way because of that. Uh, when you're this good for this
1: long, shouldn't you win more? Mm-hmm. And the answer is maybe not. Um, we've seen teams like that in other sports. Like that Phoenix Suns team was kind of known for that, the Steve Nash and Stoudemire. Well, they never even won one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't no, win any. So There's
2: plenty of teams that have never won. And they were
1: winning 60-plus um, games a season.
2: The issue here in baseball is is no one, teams don't make the playoffs every year because it's a
1: smaller field. Yeah. You just well, yeah, don't it used, see to, be, it used like to just this. be four teams up until yeah. recently. Like so, 10 years ago, it was what, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, it was four teams only. And then they went up to like, okay, like kind of like five, six teams. And now it's like, you know, seven, eight, eight teams. Yeah, get to went, Like seven teams get to compete now or eight, whatever what's it is. six? Yeah, six. That get to compete though? What? What? I guess you're six right. Six teams in the playoffs. Okay.
2: Yeah. Every sport has been expanding their playoffs and yeah, baseball went from four yeah, to tough tough five. WBA is letting everybody go. Yeah. Um, Which we could talk about, too. But but the reality is there in in baseball, it is the most random of of any postseason. Um, I I looked it up. I think over the last decade, the higher seed has won 57% of the matchups, which is like not that much more than 50-50. And the NBA, I think that number is like 80%. Um, The NFL is probably a little lower than that, but still much higher than 57%. So basically, if it's an 18 field, then you should win the World Series every eight tries. Yeah. The Dodgers have won one out of 11. It's not good, but it's not the worst ever. It's just, it just very magnified because it's been 11 straight years. Um, and I think been, these last three years have been especially disappointing, uh, all 101 seasons. And actually, in the last four full seasons, they've won 100 games in each of them, and they've only won one playoff series. Uh, they've been much more successful, and when they didn't win 100 games, it seems like. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Everyone wants an answer. Um, obviously, game one, we saw what happened. Um, so heading into the series, I think everyone knew the Dodgers had problems at pitching, but they were able to get the job done with bullpen arms. And you could see if you watch the two games, you see why they're able to do it. But in game one, Kershaw gave up six runs before, or with only getting one out, which puts you so far behind. Um, I wasn't really worried about Kershaw coming into the series. I just kind of put it out of his mind about his playoff struggles. I never really think about it. I honestly it. kind of forgot about it too. Um, and then it happened, and it was like, something. oh no, I forgot about this, and it's happening again, and it's happening worse than it's ever been. And it's, it, it I feel terrible for the guy. He does, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, he's the the best pitcher of his generation. You know, Something like that's got to be
1: in the back of his head. It's just like when you go especially in, especially after
2: the second hit. It's like you get the the first hit was like a line drive. The outfielder drops it. Then you give another one, and you're like, oh shit! Like now it's it's all going bad. Um, but there's clearly some problems there. He's not he's not what he was. Obviously, even from his prime. But he wasn't what he was at the start of the season. He he got hurt in the middle of the season, came back. Since he's been back, his velocity's down a little, and he's just old and he's yeah. just not. He couldn't get it done. And Arizona to figure out the game plan. I don't know. They hit, they hit um, like seven super hard. Ninety-five mile an hour balls. Um, yeah, I was which is I wasn't like,
1: able to see the first inning because I was at a wedding. If and my, you didn't see
2: the first inning, you didn't see anything. Is basically. <laughs> no, no, I know I didn't. Yeah. I was at a wedding. Yeah,
1: I don't. My dad called me in the middle of it. I'm like, you know, I'm at a wedding. What's going on? He's like, oh, just seeing if you were watching the Dodger game. And I like, I knew something had happened because my dad doesn't even really watch sports much anymore. Yeah. I looked at the score and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. So just kind of a nightmare to have that happen
2: in when in one inning in in twelve yeah, minutes of play or something. It's like, oh, the shit. first
1: inning didn't, in the season you know, was rough. Yeah, last night, too, because they scored three again in the first last night, and then they yeah. only scored one more the next eight innings. Fucking Gatterall or whatever came in. I was like, I wish that guy could go nine innings. The, the way he was yeah, pitching. they booed when they took him out. The way he was pitching with his movement and how he was painting corners with his movement, it was ridiculous. And honestly, what I like about him, too, is he's a fiery guy. Like, well, he threw one pitch, got the out, and then, like, was trying to pump up everybody. I mean, so... Okay, so I was thinking of all the different reasons
2: why the Dodgers have been unsuccessful during this little run. And I'm going to say this run of the last three years, the Mookie Betts era, um, although they did win There's the no World, World Series. series. Did in, they won any- the, the World Series in this first year. Okay. But these last three years, this core of the team isn't successful. Mookie Betts hasn't hit. Will Smith hasn't hit in any of these games. Freddie has been bad in any these first two games. Um, and I was thinking about you're talking about Gradwell and his, his fiery uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the
1: Dodgers have a very, very American team. Yeah. I looked it up. They only have three guys. <laughs> Which is rare. I remember uh, there was a time when the Angels had, like, no white guys in yeah. their lineup. <laughs> the Dodgers only have
2: three guys from Latin America. And I'm not, not including J.D. Martinez because he's he's an American. Um, and Grotterall is one of them. And that's kind of the stereotype of those players is they're the ones that oh, yeah. get fired up. And, you know, you think of, like, Acuna and Albies going— they oh yeah, building each other up and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so that's what you got. They
1: need in the offseason. They need to get more.
2: And the Dodgers mitigate. are a bunch of like guys from the south or guys from Orange County. And like that and, that's and, a good point. Now you think about it, because it's like they got. They like, seem like they Freddie don't Frieden care. Will Smith. Yeah, it seems like they don't. They don't have like a. They don't seem pissed about. Now, their now that you say this, they are a very
1: white American team. You don't really yeah. see that too often.
2: No, it's it's very very loaded because even you say like okay, well they also have there's not very many black guys in the league and they have two of them with Mookie Betts and Hayward as. Like, and they're also they're American.
1: That's something black American. Yeah, black Americans. Because yeah. I remember Torrey Hunter had a quote a long time ago that said, like, those guys aren't real black people <laughs> or something. Oh, you mean like, Dominican like Dominicans? Like yeah. Dominicans,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's a different thing. Um, but that's probably bullshit. I'm just making yeah. up one thing. I don't know. I don't think there is a reason you can point to. Um, Mookie Betts goes 0 for 5 in a game in July. Nobody gives a shit. He goes... One for 10 over a two-game stretch, and the Dodgers lose, drop two games to the Dimebacks Yeah, in May. No one's writing a fucking article about it, but the playoffs, everything gets magnified. So uh, this just could be random. This could just be really shitty. Uh, but why it seems so shitty is because the Houston Astros, uh, they've made the World Series four times in six years. They've won two of them. Look like they're going to go back again. They, just, they don't lose. They don't choke. They beat teams that they shouldn't, and they beat the teams they should. And the Dodgers have been better than them over in the, during the regular season, but those are one and two over the last eight years, like clearly. And you can compare the two postseason results and it's like the Astros take care of business and the Dodgers don't. Um, the Astros are probably the anomaly, not the Dodgers, but it's really hard to measure up to. Um, and it sucks because it's the fucking Astros. They cheated, uh, the people on there, the organization suck. They're bad people. They don't deserve success, and it seems like maybe that's why they're successful—is hmm. they're feeding off everyone's hate. Um, so maybe yeah. I don't know. I,
1: should Manfred should again. have
2: executed somebody or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is like Whoa. they've letting all their a lot of their guys go. Where it's like you, they're they're playing against Korea, and he got Springer on Toronto, and uh, you know Garrett Cole didn't last too long with them. He's gone. It's uh, but they just keep getting better and better, and it sucks. Um,
1: yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I, I, I was told, telling that to my dad today when I was talking to him. I was like, I don't really care who wins the World Series. I just don't want it to be Houston. And I was kind of actually like, I don't really care if I want it to be Atlanta either, because I was like, I just saw Atlanta win, too, a couple of years ago. I was like, obviously, yeah. no, we don't mind seeing L.A. being you know Southern California, but then it's like, you know, seeing somebody like you know Arizona or the Orioles, Rangers well, would be kind of cool because I don't think the Rangers have ever won one as a franchise. No, I don't think so. I don't
2: want to see Arizona win because Arizona isn't good. This is this is what pisses me off. But don't you enjoy the underdog? No, because because I've been the overdog. I've never i never I've <laughs> I've never seen my underdog that's, teams that's win. That's true. You know, that's
1: why you were upset about the Lakers last year. In the yeah, I, I don't like when I see, when the the teams make these miracle runs um, because that's never happened for what my team. Only, like what if it's like a sport, for example, hockey the other year when. The St. Louis Blues did that when they no, brought I still,
2: up. I still feel bad. they brought up
1: Jordan Bennington though, the backup yeah. goalie, and he ended up being phenomenal. And then they went on that run. They wanted for that girl that had cancer. You don't like stuff like that? No, I, I'm pro cancer. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> we are not pro cancer here on this <laughs> podcast. Just so we are clear about that. Yeah.
2: No that that's part of that's part of what's frustrating with the Dodgers is that um, they've <laughs> they're always good. They're always the one or two seed, so they never could even have one of these kind of like miracle runs where oh, they won 87 games, and sometimes they they pulled off. Like, Arizona doesn't deserve this. Arizona isn't very good. This is a mirage. But yeah, they, they could still win the World Series because weird shit happens like that all the time. But, um, yeah, that's the other part with the Dodgers comparing. I think the Giants thing is too far in the past now that no one's really thinking too much about it. But the Giants won three World Series in five years with, like, not that great of teams. And
1: Well, that's why there was always <coughs> the debate about that the San Francisco Giants because it was always, like, there was a debate always about, like, is this team a— uh, uh what do you call it uh, a dynasty a dynasty or not and a lot of people there was good arguments i heard on both sides about it but um a lot of people did say no because it was they were wild card teams when they won it and then it was just like what was so crazy about it was they would win it and then they wouldn't make the playoffs i don't know if you remember that like the, the years they didn't win it in between yeah. they weren't I, making the playoffs i remember yeah. so but, very frustrating yeah well, I think well, that's... Actually, you know what? Really about... quickly. Sorry, Sean. Okay. I uh, I did have this down that I want to say. So I just wanted to give an updated uh, MLB uh, standings. I mean, what? for not standings, uh, odds. Okay. So the Braves are still the favorite at plus 270. Texas Rangers, plus 330. Houston Astros, plus 460. Philadelphia Phillies, plus 540. Diamondbacks, plus 650. Twins, plus 790. And then the Andes Dodgers, 17 to 1. And then the Baltimore Orioles, 29 to 1.
0: Well, shall we move on to some college? Yes,
1: we shall. The, uh, the college football season is uh, moving along. We are now at a week. We just finished. What was that? Week five, week six, if you count week zero or however they do it now.
2: I think I was week six because it's one week ahead of uh, the NFL here. So
1: So, uh, some notable things we had here was actually I watched uh, some of these games. That Oklahoma-Texas game, the Red River rivalry, lived up to expectations. It was nice that
2: it was on at 9 in the morning, too. Like, you just wake up and watch them. There was a lot of good
1: games at 9 in the morning. Uh, Ohio State uh, and um, Maryland, that's – I remember I – so actually my my mom was in town. uh, So I actually met up with them for breakfast and – I had just seen the score and I saw it was like 10-0 Maryland. I'm like, oh, that's not good because my mom's from Ohio. We're we're Ohio State fans. And uh, they ended up taking care of business. And that was one of those things where that was a perfect example of a game of it mattered where you got the bet in at because that was was 21 points, I believe, or 20 and a half uh, when we were talking about it last uh, Tuesday. And I saw it closed at uh, about 19 and uh, Ohio State won by 20. So that's why, you know, it really does make a difference about when you get a number and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but the big thing about this week, too, was uh, Notre Dame upset by Louisville. Um, yeah, and it I looked bad.
2: I mean, it was close and then it's like, OK, Notre Dame's going to come up back and win this game. Couldn't couldn't get it done. So uh, right before their big USC game, uh, Notre Dame loses again for the second time. Yeah, and Louisville's now six and zero. they move up to number 14. Uh so we'll see how that goes there. You know, it's been a while since Lamar Jackson. Um, different team, but maybe they'll make a nice run. But yeah, speaking of USC, uh, stayed undefeated. Yeah, but barely. Very yeah, barely. Triple overtime win against Arizona. Not impressed. That's basically a loss. Yeah, they struggled both to against both I Arizona I assume they teams. went down in the standings. Yeah, they dropped to number 10. From where? Uh, from eight. Okay. So just a couple spots there. Uh, but they've been dropping every week. They, I think, they're as high as number five. Yeah, their wins haven't been and impressive, have and won. other people are making impressive wins. Uh, so they're playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame seems like they're better than them, um, even though they've lost twice. It's kind of a make or break game, I think, for for both teams. I I don't know if USC is going to win these Pac-12 matchups when they when it comes to it. So um, you don't want to drop another game here to Notre Dame, like if. If you lose, if you win out, except for like Oregon or something, then that's a respectable season. But if they lose this game and then lose another Pac-12 game, it's not as successful of a season for, uh, you know, probably the final season for Caleb Williams there. So
1: yeah, and um, yeah, we got some uh, good matchups coming up though this next week.
2: Yeah, uh, again, the Pac-12 is brutal. So uh, we had another team jump back into the rankings. UCLA beat Washington State at home. So they move back into the top 25. Uh, and now they have another tough top 25 matchup against Oregon State uh, this time on the road. So everyone's going to just start beating up each other. But uh, the big, big matchup this week in the Pac-12 is Oregon and Washington, which I believe they're what, 6th and 7th right now? Uh, that's, that's a huge matchup. Two veteran quarterbacks, two really good performers. Uh, I think the hope is whoever wins this game wins out so then you can get a Pac-12 team up there the, at the top there, but you could also see a scenario where everyone beats each other and everyone has one or two losses. So, uh, But yeah, definitely looking forward to this game, see how this one goes. Um, uh, we also had another crazy thing happen in a game uh, pretty late for a East Coast game. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. About I did see what... University of Miami was playing Georgia Tech. Really again. It was really late. Um, Miami had the ball with less than 30 seconds left. Georgia Tech didn't have a timeout. You just need in that situation. Miami decided to run the ball, which I don't know what that was about. Uh, They fumble. Georgia Tech recovers and gets 70 yards in 26 seconds to win the game. So it's like a lot of crazy things had to happen for that game to to lose. But uh, Miami was having a nice season there. And after that loss, now they've dropped it to number 25. And uh, they get North Carolina this week. So that should be a good game. North Carolina, I think, is in the top 15. Uh, they've got Drake May, who's the second-best quarterback prospect. Uh, so that should be a good ACC matchup right there. Um, yeah, it, it, there'll be some nice games. Uh, the SEC is not as good anymore, so it, not, not,
1: it won't be as fun. For yeah, had, uh, there's actually a, just, funny, but, uh, a funny quote I saw today about, uh, speaking of the SEC, where um, Debo, was it Sweeney? Dabo. Dabo. <laughs> Debo had a quote. That said, uh, Dabo Sweeney on Clemson's two and two start this season. These guys, without a doubt, are three plays away from being four and zero. That's a fact, and being top three or four in the country. That's how small the margin for error is when you're in a, when you're in a championship level football. And some guy responded and said, "If my aunt had a ball, she'd be my uncle." <laughs> I'm like so, it's just kind of
2: yeah. They they almost beat Florida
1: State, but then who'd they um, lose to? Next? Well, like Duke <laughs> also annihilated them. I yeah, think. okay, that's what like, it was. Like Duke yeah. d- they. Duke played them very well. According
2: to ESPN, uh, Connor Bedard was born 17 days before Sidney Crosby made his debut. Wow. That so, is uh, yeah. impressive. <laughs> this kid's
1: born in 2005. He's playing professional hockey. Yeah. And he's very good too. He had a very good uh, season last year at wherever he was playing. He scored like 80 goals or something. Well, he has zero goals through 10 minutes. So yeah. what a what a bum. Yeah. But again, he's out there like thirty seconds at a time. So I mean, hey,
0: did you just call him a bum? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. Should do better.
1: I expect more out of the kid. I
2: expect yeah. Justin Trudeau to revoke his citizenship. Tony's take podcast. I, I assume he's Canadian, right?
1: He's. he's not, uh, let me find out. He's, he's gotta be. He is Canadian, and yeah. he played for the Rain Pats last year. Regina Pats. I'm sorry. I don't okay. know why I just started making up every every letter became silent apparently after the e there, but. Uh, the Regina Pats and he, in 64 games last year, had 81 goals and 82 assists. Uh, pretty impressive. Also, I just realized that counted the season and the playoffs. So in the regular season, 57 games, 71 goals. Still very impressive. Uh, it takes uh, simple math to realize that that is uh, more than a goal a game. So very impressive. He's uh, supposed to... We'll see if he lives up to the hype. He was close to coming to Anaheim too, which is really upsetting. The Ducks ended up with the two pick. So uh, that would have been... Really cool to see how he uh, ended up here, but uh, anyway, uh, what do we? Uh, we got the meat and potatoes coming up, Sean. Hong? Huh? you want to
0: guide us there? How about some NFL? All right,
2: we're gonna run through all the games. Except before we do that, uh, a little story we gotta talk about here. Uh, that's a couple of trades that happened uh, before last week's games. Um, a couple AFC West defensive players out of town now. Uh, the first one, the Chargers traded J.C. Jackson to the Patriots. This was like always a joke that J.C. Jackson would end up back on New England because anytime you signed a defensive star from New England, they don't do well on the other team. And then eventually they find their way back to New England on a cheap contract. Uh, so this is basically what happened here. Uh, the Chargers are basically paying for the rest of his contract all at once. Um, or I guess not all at once, but all in the next two years. So uh J.C. Jackson is going to count $18 million against the Chargers cap next season. Uh, meanwhile, the Patriots are going to only be paying $1.5 million for him. Um, but I don't know if he's even worth that $1.5 million. He uh, underperformed. Then he had a devastating injury last year. That seemed like he's never going to come back from that. And uh, in the few games he played this year, he looked bad and made dumb mental mistakes. And maybe he just won't ever come back from it. Um, which is, it's, it's, rough, uh, because that was a, such a big deal there, uh, when they signed him. Um, he's also had his injury problems, or not injury, uh, legal problems. He had a warrant out for his arrest because he didn't pay a speeding ticket. Um, but the, it looked like what the breaking point was is, uh, in the Chargers last game, uh, one of their starting cornerbacks got hurt, like rolled his ankle, needed to come out for a few plays. And, uh, they told Jackson to go in and he took his cleats off. And said, no, I'm not coming into the game. If I'm not starting, I'm not playing. Wow. And, uh, well, yeah, you're not playing. You're not playing for the team anymore. Um, that's pretty shitty. Like, you got paid a fuck ton of money. If they say you're a backup, then just be a backup. Like, you're getting you're getting paid almost $20 million a year to be a backup. Okay? Who's really on the losing end of that one? Um, so, yeah, good riddance, asshole. You're, you're gone. Um, and then, yeah, similarly, the Broncos traded Randy Gregory uh, to the Niners, he signed a, a similarly big deal with the Broncos in uh, two off-seasons ago, which uh, this is the theme of this little story here. Um, before the 2022 season, uh, the AFC West made a bunch of big moves to compete with the Chiefs. Do you remember this? There was a lot of hype be- behind all oh, three yeah. teams. Oh, Devontae Adams, Russell Devontae Wilson. Devontae Adams, Russell Wilson. Chargers made defensive uh, Chargers, moves. J.C. Jackson, Cleo Mack. Um, uh, the Raiders... Well, their big defensive guy that they they acquired, Chandler Jones, had a mental mental, breakdown. Mental breakdown has been cut. The Chargers signed J.C. Jackson to a big deal. He's already gone. The Broncos signed Randy Gregory to a big deal. He's already gone. Uh, I don't know. Andy Reid has some some voodoo magic there. Uh, (laughs) They're afraid of harm. Insurance uh, conglomerate has paid off all these people or something because that's depressing. Um, Yeah, a lot of people made fun of the Raiders and Broncos last year because that was – a lot of hype that like, oh, all four AFC West teams are going to be great. And the Broncos and Raiders sucked. The Chargers were a wild card and were fine. But I'm going to be a little disappointing. But, yeah, it's, it's just kind of crazy. that <laughs> those Both those guys think got $80 million contracts and they didn't even make it through their second year. Um, yeah, it's yeah. insane. And the thing is, like, I don't know, J.C. Jackson going to the New, New England. We'll get to New England. Um, he could be, like, the greatest player that's ever lived. And I don't know if it's going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, but R- Randy Gregory went to the New Niners. England. So if he can kind of be like half as good as he was for the Cowboys, uh, that's just another defensive weapon for the Niners, which seems unfair. Um, but, yeah, you ready to get through the games here? Yeah, let's do it. You
1: want to take this first one? Yeah, I'll do the first one here. We had the Washington Nationals. Uh, what are yeah, they called? the Commanders Wizards were uh, bullets. hosting the Bears on Thursday night football. Bears were desperation 0-4, and uh, they came through. The Chicago Bears dominated uh, DJ Moore, which Andy and I were talking about in uh, pre-production. Very good game. Three touchdowns, 200-plus receiving yards. Uh, Justin Fields looked good. Um, I don't know if this more so means that maybe we're going to see some more production out of Fields going forward, or is Washington not good, or what what even just happened that game? I don't know. I would bet on it, and then it's a teaser. Okay, very good. Uh, all right, Andy. You want to take us to the next one then?
2: Yeah. So uh, Jacksonville uh, went two zero in London. They beat Buffalo. Which, they are the Jackson They are the London Jets. Jack- yeah, yeah, we did not predict that game. We
1: should have. We should have known that Jacksonville getting that extra week I in think London. We did talk about the fact too that like it would be maybe a little bit of an advantage that they were staying there. Yeah. So it uh, definitely seemed to be at
2: their advantage. Um, also, pretty devastating for Buffalo. Uh, they lost Matt Milano probably for the season. He's their middle linebacker there. on the team. they defense. went and
1: signed Josh Norman, too. Like, their defense is just depleting slowly, yeah. um, which so is also another thing the Chiefs are probably shaking up right now.
2: Yeah, the NFL is cruel. Uh, the Buffalo was everyone's favorite for about three days, and now it's all over again, and I don't, I don't know. Um, in the Niners, it's like they have they have the most injury-prone players of all time, and they, they've been clean. But, um, yeah, that's that's the takeaway from this game. Lano's injury, not great um the next game boring but i don't know atlanta won on a field goal at the end of the game again i don't think atlanta's good but i think atlanta's gonna be that team that goes 10 and 7 and you're like what they kind of suck yeah um but they beat houston who's been pretty decent
1: um so yeah not much to take away from that one yeah and then we had a detroit you know took care of business pretty easily against carolina i don't even remember what any of the scores were here since we could. Uh, well, that one that was up. definitely a blowout. Yeah, but I'd still like to just be able to recap. So, yeah, the Lions won 42 to 24. Uh, Montgomery, I know, had a big run early. Uh, Bryce Young, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Adam Thielen, back from the dead, 11, 11 catches, 107 yards. Um, but, uh, yeah, they uh, ended up uh, winning this game easy, which expected the uh, Miami, oh, wow, the Miami Panthers. Huh? Where am I right now? Carolina Panthers zero and five, not a good start to the season. So uh, yeah. yeah, only winless team remaining now that the Bears. Oh, interesting. Won, so. uh,
2: next up, another AFC South matchup: uh, Colts in Tennessee. Uh, feels like they've played each other like eleven times already. But uh, Anthony Richardson got hurt again uh, this time with his shoulder, and uh, Gardner Minshew to come in, and uh, he's a good backup. And they they won this game. Uh, Zach Moss had almost two hundred yards rushing in Jonathan Taylor's return. So uh, that was interesting. Um, I don't know if we even talked about that last week. That uh, I think Jonathan Taylor liked what he saw out of uh, the Colts so far. So he decided to come back to the team. He was eligible to come back from the IR. Uh, he got an extension. I think he's getting like $15 million a year for the next three years. So it all worked out for everyone there. Um, yeah. But it kind of shows you why teams are reluctant to pay running backs a lot of money. Because you bring in Zach Moss, who disappointed uh, with the Bills. And he's been pretty good for them so far in this early season. Um. Next one we have here, Miami and the Giants. Uh, yeah, this um, was
1: our first. Uh, Andy and I each had this bet yesterday uh, or on Sunday. This was part of our three bets that we uh, gave you guys. Uh, Miami and the Giants. Um, it was a blowout. They did They did uh, win the game 31-16. So Although that was, it was very close to a backdoor cover. yeah. The Giants were at the 20, De- I believe. Devon and Achani and Tyreek Hill both. Long touchdowns a Ach- still doing great 11 carries 151 yards. But the news about that, though, is he did injure his knee. And uh, do you know exactly the timetable? How long he's out? I know it's at least a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, they said weeks. It's a, it's a significant injury. So that's, that's awful because uh, he was helping me out in a mm-hmm. couple of fantasy leagues. But, uh, yeah, the Dolphins go to 4-1, and and the Giants 1-4. But that doesn't stop the NFL from making the Giants a primetime game again. They will be hosting Sunday Night Football this week, yeah. which and, uh, is very upsetting. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I don't want to understand it, I don't think.
2: Daniel Jones also got hurt. I mean, the, the easy thing to understand is they're from New York, and they yeah. made the playoffs last year, so they assume they have to be there every time.
1: Yeah, and then the other one is uh, – I'm going to talk about this one because this was one of my, my picks uh, – new england new orleans i uh, completely completely fucked up on this one i took the patriots as slight home underdogs or a slight home favorites i think uh thinking they could get the job done against another team that i felt like was very similar to them but uh, i was completely wrong as the patriots get shut out 34 to nothing and it's the second time this year that they have lost a game by 30 points or more um very Honestly, that's almost impressive. I'm going to say it's very impressive because it is kind of impressive. I think it's
2: the two worst uh, losses in Beltric's history. And they came in back-to-back weeks. So, um, yeah, everything is falling apart for this franchise right now. Um, it, it, it seems clear that Mac Jones is not the guy. Uh, not necessarily that he's not an NFL player, but he's not he's not an above-average starter. And the the team needs that right now the way they are. Um, I think we talked about last week, the Patriots lost two of their best defensive players, too. So, uh, yeah, it, it looks bad. The Patriots are maybe in the hunt now for Caleb Williams. <laughs> They're 1-4. Yeah. Well, they have no reason to try to win any games here.
1: I don't yeah, know. and Mac Jones, this might be the end for uh, Mac Jones in uh, in uh, his time as a starting quarterback, at least in New England. Uh, and sorry, hey, I'm going to take this next one, too, just because it's my favorite team. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I kept saying, I I think I told the story the other week about how uh, I was watching football with a friend of mine and Steelers got blown out to Houston last week. And he's a big Raider fan, my buddy. And the Raiders lost to uh, the Chargers. And he kept looking at me throughout the rest of the evening. He's like, how are you so calm and relaxed that your team just got their asses kicked? And I said with confidence multiple times, because when they beat Baltimore next week, they'll be in first place. <laughs> and you know what they did? They went and they beat Baltimore. They go to first place. With a negative 30 point differential or so, so it has not looked good, but uh, that division's been wacky this year, like just plain yeah. and simple. We'll, we'll get to it later. Yeah, and about the that. big thing in this game, though, was the Steelers punted the ball away down by two points, and our uh, the punter, the punt returner decided just to fumble it. I'm sorry, the Ravens punted the ball away up by two. Your
2: favorite guy, you hate that guy, don't you? Yeah, the, he, he
1: makes weird moves, he uh, loses the football. And then Baltimore gets the ball, like, in the red zone, like, maybe even the goal line. I think it was the goal line. And uh, third down, and Lamar Jackson tried to throw a little fade pass and ended up getting picked off. And the Steelers drove the field, threw a 40-yard touchdown to George Pickens. And uh, I feel like they did kick an extra f- uh, field goal late, too, to get up by 7. And that's what they ended up winning the game by. Uh, yeah, 17-10. to 10. So, yeah, Steelers are in first place at 3-2 and two because they hold the tiebreaker with the uh, Baltimore Ravens now who are also 3-2 and two, and then you've got uh, Cleveland Browns who are on a bye this week at 2-2 two and two, but the Steelers hold the tiebreaker with them uh, they've yet to play Cincinnati but we'll get into that one uh, coming up here soon that we'll let Andy talk yeah. about because that was one of his picks so but, I have
2: some uh, thoughts on this Pittsburgh game Okay, there were multiple times I was going to text you that I never want to watch your shitty team ever again okay. because what an ugly product to
1: watch yeah it was bad uh, <laughs> their <laughs> offense has been bad a lot of people do not like Matt Canada and it's not just Steeler fans it's People that are part of uh, the um, the the like the like betters and everything like people media people are yeah, even people. say that Matt Canada makes uh, poor no, I, decisions. I, I saw a thing
0: where
2: it was about um, nobody nobody should know who the offensive coordinator is on any team. So yeah, if, I agree. If an offensive coordinator is famous, they're either like a great great offensive coordinator or they're the guy everyone talks about as being shitty. But I did see something that uh, you know that there were. Both the Niners and the Lions, I think, ran the same uh, crazy flea flicker to the tight end play for a touchdown this week. Okay. And they're saying, like, oh, my God, these because those guys are, like, both geniuses, Shanahan, and then the Lions guy is a hot name right now. Yeah. Um, and they're like, these guys are just geniuses. And then some... Of posted the highlight of the Steelers last year, ran the same play for a touchdown. It was like Matt Canada, also a genius. And it's like, I mean, the re- realistic thing is anyone who's an offensive coordinator in the NFL is way better at, has way more knowledge about the NFL than any of us. So. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been rough because the, the Steelers are on national TV a lot or so this is the first year I don't, I don't have Sunday ticket. They moved it to YouTube and off Direct T V. Okay. So I'm stuck with like one game. Oh how the rest of us have
1: been forever. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fucking brutal because it's always Pittsburgh in the morning. Yeah, Pittsburgh's always been on CBS a lot, just like the Cowboys are always and Packers are always on Fox a lot. But um yeah. I thought of going to a bar. I was like, I I don't want to watch this game. I wanna watch anything
2: else. But the the good news was that all the other games were shitty too, like for the most part. It was kind of a bad slate. Yeah, it was uh yeah, um, but yeah, I think that was the last. That yeah, was the last morning game. So here's the afternoon games. Here, uh, starting the Rams Eagles. Um, I think the big story here, Cooper Cup returned and was good right away. Oh, they were making um, sure to get you, him the ball. You talked about that, like oh, when Cooper Cup gets gets back, he'll get all those Puka numbers.
1: Uh, Puka still had a good game too. Yeah, still a touchdown, the, so. but they they were feeding yeah. Cup though. Like yeah. Cup, I think that first drive had five catches just on like the first drive or something. At least four. Yeah. Like Stafford. So I think I think the Rams might have a little fun, little passing offense here with Cup and yeah,
2: uh, they should be good and, and Nakua. The note I have here is just the Eagles are better. The Eagles, yeah, the Eagles are, are good, good at every single thing in football. And, Especially when they're at the one yard line and yeah. Jalen Hurts is gonna pound it in. So they can beat you in a lot of different ways. So uh, yeah, and then the next one here I'll take here. Arizona and the Bengals. Uh the Bengals finally figured out an offense, and I don't know if that was just the Arizona had a bit bad game plan, but I think Jamar Chase had 190 yards, Burrow threw for 300 and a few touchdowns. Um, Cincinnati, what they end up putting up, uh, 34 points on their own. So uh, that was my second pick, or I guess my yeah my second pick here. Arizona Cincinnati under 44 and a half, and my my logic was that. You know Arizona. Cincinnati's got a pretty, I think, above average defense. I think they would hold yeah. Arizona to twenty or less. I think that that played out. And Cincinnati's just been rough with with Burrow's injury and the lack of Austin's offensive line and no T. Higgins uh, didn't matter. Uh, Cincinnati finally figured it out and put a bunch of points. So yeah, I lost that one. Um, yeah, the the thing about this. Cincinnati's only a game behind in that division now, so it looks like they were, like, ridden off. What a horrible start. They're a game back, and uh, they might even be the favorite. I don't know if you can can check that. Um, Yeah, they they seem like the the team starts slow every year, and then they'll come back from the dead. Um, Who knows? Uh, You want to take this next one?
1: The Denver one? Yeah. Denver and the Jets. Um, this is how you know Denver's bad because they made the Jets on the road or uh, Jets were on the road. They made Denver made them look like they were Super Bowl contenders. Brees Hall, Brees Hall finally came back and had the game that I've been waiting for him to have in my uh, one of my fantasy leagues. They fed him the ball, 22 carries, 177 yards, one touchdown, including, I believe, a 76-yard touchdown run, 72-yard touchdown run. Uh, the Broncos are just bad, and this was the game that we previewed Early, early in the season because this was when uh, Sean Payton said negative things about uh, the Broncos old coach who is now the offensive coordinator for the Jets. And then that's when um, Aaron Rodgers came out and had some words to say about it. And it got backed up as the Jets uh, beat them. And I know they did a whole thing where they gave him the game ball in the locker room and stuff. So uh, good um, good for him to beat them, especially after such negative, unnecessary comments. Uh, and I honestly, I just don't like the Broncos. I've never really cared for Russell Wilson. There's something about him I just don't like. And I know there was stuff that came out recently about a, a former teammate of his coming out saying that he was Russell Wilson was a bad teammate and stuff like that. And just uh, somebody was telling me that I forgot who um, that teammate was. I don't know if you remember, but I think a lot of them didn't like. Him yeah, but like somebody, somebody came something. out like, yeah, but I don't think it was Sherman. No, it was, it was Marshawn Lynch. Oh. Marshawn Lynch was the one that came out re, ha, uh, at yeah. some point and recently and was saying how he wasn't a good teammate and stuff like that. It's probably Cause he's still, Marshawn he's probably Lynch. still a uh, spitter about that fake, that uh, oh, non handoff yeah. on the one yard line, two yard line, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, so I'll let, um, you want to take this next one then you could take the next two, because I watched the entire Monday night game. So I'm okay. going to take and that I watched one. Zero yeah. so. percent. Uh, Cause something more important was
2: going on. And yeah. Was me <laughs> losing my life. Um, <laughs> so uh, Minnesota Kansas City was actually uh, one of your picks here uh, oh, Yeah, Minnesota is competitive they're, they're now 1-4 after losing this game uh, but they are competitive they're in every game uh, they lost by one score again so if you remember last year they won all their games by one score they, they went undefeated in one score games uh, they've lost all their games by one score this year uh, so just kind of bad luck. They're probably the same team, probably just as good as they were last year. Oh, 100%. Um, now the big, the big story here, uh, Justin Jefferson got hurt. They said he's going to be out for four weeks. He's on the IR, so maybe even longer. Uh, it's over. It's over oh, for, the, for the Vikings at one and four without Jefferson. It is over. Uh, but it does mean Kirk Cousins is playing garbage time the rest of the season now. Oh, yeah. And that is where he
1: thrives. That's until he uh, just <laughs> mentally and physically gives up and he's out yeah. in like three weeks himself. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, Bet kind of failed, uh, not necessarily
2: your fault. I think it was twenty seven twenty, so forty seven points at With about like end of the three and a half quarter. minutes left or so. Oh. Um there. and it looked like well, this is go this will go over because someone will score and then it'll force someone else to score. Um you had over fifty three. Uh and it just died there. Um Minnesota got a pass interference in the end zone that they then took away, which yeah, would have which looks- would have clinched
1: it. Oh yeah, it would have um, been first and goal at the one. Yeah. It would have been There was, like, yeah, they would have punched it in. It would have been a 27-27 game over what it had. And that's kind of what I predicted when I said it, too, is I was like, I just think both these teams can score around 24, 27 points each, and it'll just go over that way. And uh, it would have been exactly what I predicted, but um, the refs decided to pick up that
2: flag. Yeah, very weird. saying Like, I guess not. And it was like, I don't – I never know. Um, Also, uh, Taylor Swift did not attend this game, and Kelsey got hurt. So I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but very – Uh, that's what happened um but yeah sunday night next game here san francisco dallas Ah, what a nightmare i think dallas is broken now when it comes to playing the niners yeah um they just got destroyed and everything looks great for the niners right now um i don't know if it'll always look great for them throughout the whole season but right now they are the best team um i did pick them in the super bowl so maybe hopefully they will uh, stay great the whole year um but yeah, it, it seems like Dallas is a is a tier below. I think still a good team. Uh, they did lose uh, they another defensive player. They lost uh Vander Ash, uh, which is bad for them to just keep losing. You know, good defensive players on from what was the best defense to start of the season. But um, all right,
1: you want to wrap us up here? Yeah. So this is the Vegas Green Bay game. I actually watched the uh, this entire game last night because uh, I went and watched with a buddy of mine who's a big uh, Raider fan. And uh, it was uh, a little boring to start. I mean, there wasn't uh, much going on. Teams weren't uh, doing any big plays. But, uh, you know, the Green Bay got on the board early or, or first with a field goal. And then uh, the Raiders scored a touchdown. And they were up, uh, I believe, 7-3 at halftime. And then uh, the Packers and Raiders got the ball start the second half. I believe they turned it over. And then Green Bay went down and scored. Uh, ended up uh, taking a 10-7 lead. And then uh or you know what I'm sorry, it was 10-3 at halftime. So they tied it at 10, and then they got the ball back again, went up 13-10. And then the Raiders ended up going down, scoring, went up 17-13. But one of the big things here too was that uh Devontae Adams wasn't didn't have a big game, but not only that, he wasn't even targeted. Going into the fourth quarter, he had only had one target for one catch in like twelve yards or something. Uh ended up finishing the game with like four targets, four catches, and you know, forty-something, thirty-something yards, whatever it was. And obviously this, you know, this was Devontae's first game back against Green Bay, but one of the things I'll take away too from here is that Jordan Love, it's like they're not making really big deep plays with him. Like they're not, you know, that was like a big thing. And like he did have one deep pass to Christian Watson and then let him where he was able to break free, which is what it seemed like Watson was doing all of last year when he was scoring all these 80 yard, 70 yard touchdown catches. And then he got uh, tackled down at like the four or five yard line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Green Bay now is uh, starting to do what we've, you know, coming back to life more. I think they're uh, a two and three team now. So uh, they're not uh, doing very well. But the interesting thing here about the Raiders, if we could go to them really quickly here on the big screen, is that the Raiders are now two and three, but their schedule coming up is very easy. They they have Green Bay at home. I mean, I'm sorry, they just had Green Bay at home. They have New England at home. Then they go to Chicago. Then they go to Detroit, which will be tough, but it's the Monday night football game. And then they got the New York Giants at home and the New York Jets at home. So before they have to face Miami on November 19th, that's got potential to be, you know, four, three wins at least out of five, but maybe four out of five. And if they win four out of five there, next thing you know, this team's sitting at six and four. And it's like, OK, maybe the Raiders are, you know, I don't think they're, you know, they're not going to be any good. I'm Should I just lock in next week's ahead pick Ahead of then? myself. Um, I will pick the fucking Bears over the Raiders
2: next week in Chicago. Ooh, OK. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I don't that. think the Raiders are good. so um, Yeah, no, I don't, I don't completely disagree. I don't think they're winning four out of five. So let's say that. But yeah, that would actually be nice if the Raiders come back or like five and five. Be like, oh, the Raiders, and then they, they go five and twelve. would yeah, be nice for me. Um, but yeah, do you want to want to do our picks for this week? Which uh, you know, we maybe the strategy is if we were, we pick the same thing, then that's a good pick because we went uh, both went one and two, and the only yeah. one we won was. I the, think
1: we all have uh, a. I think we have three different. Uh, okay. Different ones. This. Uh, you we start
2: here with my first one. Yeah, give us your first one that I'll give. Um, I, I, my I guess I one. teased it before. Uh, Vikings Bears over forty four and a half. So I like what Chicago's done last two weeks on offense. Um, I'm not that worried about the Jefferson injury because I think Kirk Cousins will put up numbers regardless in in what is garbage time the entire game.
1: So uh, I like that over there. All right. My uh, my first one that I have is a. Uh, and honestly, I know from what I was just saying, it's going to be surprising, but I'm taking, I like the hook here too. I'm, I'm taking the Broncos plus 10 and a half against the Chiefs only for one reason. It's Thursday night football, so we're coming off a short week. This feels to me like one of those games where the the Chiefs will do just enough to win, but they're not going to be interested in blowing them out. And I think uh, also, you know, like you've mentioned, Travis Kelsey got hurt, hobbling in at some point. So, how healthy is he going to be on a short week? At one point, I saw Mahomes limping. So, how healthy is he going to be on a short week? It is a division game. It's Thursday night. I just have a feeling that Russell Wilson and company can at least keep this game close. Uh, maybe, you know, 30, 23. Maybe just be one of those weird games where it's like, you know, Bronco, Russell Wilson's down by, you know, 17 late or 16 late and drives down and they lose by like seven or nine or something like that. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, – I'm just going to take the big spread here on the short week in a divisional game.
2: Well, for my second th- second pick, I'm also taking a big spread here. Uh, last week, I bet against the New York Giants. This week, I'm betting for them. Yeah, 14's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. Um, Buffalo is coming back from London. I think that's going to be a little bit of a – it's harder to do. It's not a short week, but it's going to probably feel like it a little bit. Uh Daniel Jones might not play, but uh, Tyrod Taylor, former Bill, might would, would start in his place. Uh, and Brian Dable was with Buffalo for a long time, offensive coordinator with them, uh, now the head coach of the Giants. So maybe he has a, a couple answers for, for some stuff there. And it's two touchdowns. I think that's doable
1: there. Um, so, yeah, that's my second pick. I like it. I like it. I think that I, I, especially with the coming back from London, like I know it's, you know, it's a shorter flight from Buffalo to London compared to like, if it was, you know, the Niners or someone there, but still being in a different country, different customs, different, just life. Uh, So my second pick, I'm a, I'm doing this one uh, just because I, I'm not sold yet, but I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half in Cincinnati. And I'm doing it because yeah, the Bengals looked good, but against the Arizona Cardinals who, Three and a half is their their predicted wins. I want to I see them beat a team that's actually like a solid overall team like the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are coming off of a very good game when they... Uh, who they take out that Monday night game that we were watching before they uh, went on the, their bye? Oh, the Giants. The Giants. Okay, so again, a team that's not that good. But still, they looked good. It was on the road. and uh, they But they go on the bye is the main thing I'm doing. it, So they're coming off a of bye. So they're going to be well-rested. Uh, Bengals coming off a big win, sure. But, you know, they saw... Jamar Chase have a good game, and I think Seattle's got the good corners. I mean, they had that that Witherspoon guide looked really good. I think they're gonna focus on. They're gonna know that hey, all we gotta do is shut down Jamar Chase. Like this team has won a beat a game, uh, beat a team this year because Jamar Chase, you know, absolutely dominated. Uh, Card the Bengals right now are just wishing they could play the NFC West every week. They're two zero against the NFC West, zero and three against anybody else. But uh, I just you know I would prefer this to be at three points. So I feel kind of like a little bit of a sucker taking it at two and a half, but. I think that's just because in my mind I just think Seattle can beat them. But again, let me let me get proven wrong by the Bengals against a solid team, not just the three and a half predicted wins of uh, Arizona. So why don't you take us home? Or I guess we'll get oh, our yeah. last ones um, in. My
2: last one is the Eagles minus seven in New York against the Jets. Uh I think people are thinking maybe the Jets are are not that bad. Almost now. like the same reason what I'm kinda of going with. It's like come on, guys, like Zach Wilson against this defensive line that's gonna be bad um and it's it's a lower line it's not it's one touchdown. I think maybe it's a little different if this is if this is you know ten, but it's minus seven like yeah they should I, be more than one touchdown favorites in my mind, so that's why I like it
1: yeah i, I agree with that and uh, I'm sure that line will go up as the week goes on I think eventually money will come in on the Eagles and that'll jump up to seven and a half maybe even eight uh so my last pick Andy. As a Monday night game that you might be familiar with. The LA Chargers against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm gonna take the home dog plus two because I don't think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys there's not bad, but I don't think they're as good as like we really think because when you look at the Cowboys victories this year, they beat the Giants, they beat the Jets, and who was the last team, the other team they beat? The Patriots. Po- the Patriots. So they've beaten three teams that are don't move the ball well, three teams that are just not good. And mind you, one of those two two losses is against the Arizona Cardinals. And the 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 only good team they've played this year is the San Francisco 49ers, and they got annihilated. Chargers are coming off a bye. They're at home. I truthfully Eckler's coming back. That's good The wrong team is favored in this game. I'm sorry. Like I, I just the Chargers, I really do think, are gonna win this game. I think the Chargers still are a solid squad and they're they're going to be ready and they know this is a big game for them because they don't want to go 2 and 3. They got to go two, well, 3 and they're 2. They're playing the Chiefs in the week after. So yeah. they don't want to go 2 and 4. Exactly. So this game is going to definitely mean a lot. I like it a lot. Give me the give me the Chargers plus the 2 points. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a bonus pick for Andy. <laughs> but yeah, so uh yeah, that'll be hopefully uh you know Andy and I both went 1 and 2 last week so a total of 2 and 4 but uh I, I think we'll both, we'll both win more than we lose this week. I like our, I like our picks this week. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that'll probably, unless you've got anything else, I think that'll wrap us up for uh, this podcast.
0: All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 345 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later.